Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I I was born on the South Side. I was raised on the South Side. Everybody stick together like we in the land. Cause it ain't no side like the South Side. On the South Side. South Side. South Side. From WBZ Chicago and Comedy Central, this is South Side Stories. I'm Bashir Salahuddin. And I'm Diallo Riddle. We're the creators of the TV series South Side, and we wanted to use this podcast to go beyond the world of our show mm-hmm. to give you stories about real people and places on Chicago's South Side. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have so many real Chicago and South Side folks be part of this show behind and in front of the camera. One of those people is a guy we love named Stephen Boyd. On the show, my character, Officer Goodnight, gets in trouble for arresting a professor at his home and being a little rough with him, which is a reference to something that actually happened in real life. Wait, I'm sorry, you said a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> Only a little. A little bit. I dragged him down the stairs, threw him on the ground. <laughs> it was a lot, you know. Uh, but actually, it's, it's still less than what actually happened in the real story, which we took place uh, where we went to college. Yeah. But anyway, though it was excessive, you know, Stephen is a guy who, first off, he's a great person. That's number one. True. He's a great person. And he's a good guy. Um, he also does acting. He does comedy. And his day job, because, you know, as we always tell you, Southside is about side hustles. So acting and comedy are his loves, his passions, but his side hustles. Because his day job is he's a sergeant with the Chicago Police Department. And uh, he works in their gang unit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We, we found this out uh, after we had already cast him. That's right. So he can arrest you and he can make you laugh. You're very torn. You're very torn. You're very torn. You're just like, ah, I don't want to go to jail, but this dude is so funny. This dude, hilarious, and these cuffs are tight. Growing up in Atlanta, our police force was actually blacker than the city. So I, I feel like I'm learning a lot. Of, like in Atlanta, like I never thought of the cops as anything other than like you know, my uncle Scott or some some stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because like Atlanta was about I want to say at the time maybe sixty percent black. But the police force was 75% black at the time. So for us, it was a little bit different than I know a lot of people who grew up in New York and L.A. were like, it seems like all the cops came from one part of town and came over into our neighborhood. I remember when I was in Atlanta and I had a similar experience to Chicago where I saw a cop talking to somebody who was doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And it wasn't that aggressive. You're going to jail. It was more like, you know me. Like, Come on, I know man. you, bro. Come what are you man. doing? You know better. <laughs> hey, hey, little man. Hey, shawty. Hey, hey, shawty. Come on now, shawty. So I felt like. You know, but I think that is what the engagement should feel. Like. I think you sometimes look at those that's guys the best guys. way to go. Yeah. I always yeah. heard that, like, you know, when uh, Dick Cheney got pulled over for a DUI, like, they were like, hey, you know, Dick, you've had too much to drink. And they, like, took him, took him home. Yeah. My wife always jokes that she could never be a cop because she wouldn't arrest anybody. She would just scold them and then, like, you know, hang out with she them. She would work at the most crime-ridden city. <laughs> no, it'd be terrible. <laughs> it'd be terrible. I just wanted to know what it was like for, for Steven to be a black officer working on the South Side. So he agreed to take our podcast crew out on a drive through one of the neighborhood he works in, Inglewood. By the way, it's only a few miles from where the Obamas lived. See? You, you, you're you like GPS when it comes to the Obamas. I know where he is right now. Washington, Please D. don't put that out. I was going to say Washington, D.C. No. Mm. I don't know. Even that's sketchy. He's in Hawaii. We don't. Right. We don't want people to know where Obama is. No, seriously, not until like the day after, right? No. And we couldn't think of a better Chicago comedian to ride shotgun with Stephen and Kelly Howard. I really hate my kids. I think because they're smart. They're always trying to regurgitate the education I afforded them. 
you know. Mom, did you know? Did you know? No, I don't know. Why the hell you think we moved up north so that you will know? Kelly is from a suburb of Chicago called Harvey, which, you know, you could describe as being, as we do on one of our episodes, South Side of the South Side. Now, I used to go to Harvey growing up. When you think of suburb, Chicago suburbs don't often conform to the image you might have in mind. Some of them are a little raw. Put it out there right there in Harvey. What about the picket fences? Um, they do have those. But right next to those, it might be an unchained pit bull. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> You're like, put that pit bull behind the fence. Put it behind the fence. <laughs> And like Steve and Kelly has lived, uh, she's lived her own share of life. Mm-hmm. She was in the military. Oh. And at one point, she even thought about becoming a police officer and took the police exam. She did not pass. Kelly cannot arrest you, but she'll know the questions that the people who can arrest you have to answer correctly. It's more than I would know. Kelly and the crew met Steven on 79th Street, or as we on the South Side call it, the 9. I don't call it that. Maybe the young kids do. Uh, but he gave her a quick tutorial before their drive. This is what they call a crown. Nice. This is the crown hat. I prefer this one because it's easier. And last but not least. Uh-oh. The vest. And then you have your, um, you'd have a duty, what they call a duty belt or a duty rig on there. Uh, with your weapon, your, your nightstick. So you try to catch a 16-year-old in that. 16, maybe not. T-shirt, shorts, and gym yeah, shoes. That's maybe all not And a pistol. No. No, that's going to be, we got to get a radio for that. That's pretty I don't good. know. I'm but feeling like you think you can do it. I can do this. Right Let's go here. find out. Like, I can feel like okay. could you catch me? That's the question. No. <laughs> I think I've changed perception uh, with, with certain officers. I've definitely changed perceptions of people um, because we have different cultures. You have an African American culture or or a white culture, which breaks down into Irish, Polish, or whatever. Then you have Hispanic, then you have some, some Asians and stuff. I wanted to make a change by showing people, you, you know, people are people. You, know, you have good people, you have bad people. You have poor people, rich people. Man. Like I said, there's a lot of property here available for you, and I know you're looking. All right, this is a uh, no, crack cocaine. No, I stopped looking when we pulled over. To- <laughs> this is a narcotic spot. Okay, so everyone's going to literally be looking into the car when I make a right turn on both sides. If I stop, they all would come to the car. Oh, my God. They so aggressive, too. Let's see, dude, right here to the left, he's security. Sam, he's probably got a pistol. So that's which corner? Cocaine? I would say due to the youthfulness, that's probably cocaine. I don't see any old guys. You see old people usually like, you know, older like the heroin and the alcohol. Now, why is that? Now, if why? I were to go back again, then I'm I'm ratcheting up the risk factor because I'm in a black truck with, you know, darker windows. Um, they might think I'm getting ready to drive by like, and they might shoot first like that. Oh. Yeah, so we're not going to go back that way. No, we're not. I don't okay. care what you say. I've never really been to like Inglewood while Are like you serious? driven around. I mean I've been I've driven through. I've never been like in Inglewood where I like <laughs> you passing by. Right. I definitely have passed through. Okay. This is Ogden Park, where every year they have this huge gangster disciple picnic. And they put up banners and you know they put up stars and, and they really? have and they're out here by the hundreds. Yeah, and we have to break that up every year. Why do you have to break it up? Because this is an illegal gathering of felons. That makes sense. Uh, my original thought was they're just having a friendly picnic. A friendly picnic. Okay. 
they're no, I mean they're doing it's a gang stuff but and they're, they're having gang meetings and things I'm not gonna say that GDs is something to believe in mm-hmm. but what I am saying is that they have a, their culture like that's their brotherhood that's what every year at that park two three people are killed that's why we break into Okay, all right. Now, if you're going to throw that out there, then yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot all about <laughs> death. <laughs> you know, I can only imagine what it feels like being an officer, like having to drive around here constantly because it's just this overwhelming sense of sadness that I'm seeing. Like, it's just, it's sad to, like, see so many, especially as a, a, a person of color, like, you are seeing, you know, your people in these conditions, and it's like, what, how do you even start to help them if that's even an option? She just bought a, uh, what they call it, a loose cigarette. So cigarettes are individually out of the package. Um, yeah, it's very, when I first got on a job, I, did, I knew about this level of Percentages, I didn't know about this level. My mom didn't tell me about them, and I think she did that for a reason. So, as a just to be honest, as a black officer, you see your own people in a role that you were not prepared for just crime after crime after crime after crime. But then you have to realize that's not all of them, that's just a, a percentage. However, it does, you know, first you get embarrassed, then you get sad, then you get angry, then you have to realize, hey, that's not all of us. And it's not all of us. So one day I made a joke in the White Castles. They had new bulletproof glass in there. And I, and I was like, man, no one's going to get a shot in here. I made a joke like that. And then like, as soon as I said that, it was just something I said to my partner. Everyone just looked at me like really mean. Then they gave me the food and stuff. And it was like, and I left. And then um, my partner said, you know, someone got shot in there last week. I was like, they did? And I felt like so terrible. I felt really, really bad. So I went back in and I said, can I speak to all you guys? And they, they huddled. And uh, I said, I want to I say I'm sorry because I heard you lost one of your friends and employees. And, you know, I made a, a quick remark to my partner about the the new glass windows you have in there, how new and shiny they were or something I had said. And that was really stupid. But I didn't know, but I still want to say I'm sorry. And they went behind the counter and everyone started hugging me. And they were like crying and stuff. And um, I was like, wow. It was just very powerful. And I was, this is my second year on the job. And I never forgot that. And then they said that police officers don't act like that. He's going to run this light. Bro. Be cool. Be cool. Use my police powers. But they don't know you're police. You're just like an asshole right now. Don't be hating. <laughs> That I can do stuff, driving, driving tactically that you can't do. I can do the don't same thing. I just don't might get pulled over and Stop go to jail. Eat your fries. Do I do I get on your comedy show? You know show what? And I tell gave you how to fry. tell jokes. I want my fry back. Do I tell you how to do your jokes? No. Just bring you to work with me. <laughs> Take a friend to work day. I would love to do a ride. Right can I go now? Can, can, is it okay? It's green. Okay. It's the Good. proper way. It's Good. the law. I grew up on the far south side. It's called Washington Heights. Um, later on, it became known as the Wild Hundreds. And I had some bad experiences with some cops, man. I got pulled over, you know, by a cop who was messing with me and a couple times. 
he was he just messed people on on 101st in Halstead. I never forgot it. He said a lot of profane things to me, you know, and I used that experience um, for years later on my own traffic stops, how to treat people, how to talk to people. And when you have an officer that's aggressive or easily excitable, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be that buffer between him uh, and the citizen. And then pull them aside and say, dude, what are you doing? You know, handle this way, talk this way. These are people talk like this. And then, you know, would you do that to your mother? Would you say that in mother in traffic stop? What if I was your dad? Would you talk to him that way? What, what you're seeing now is I'm, I'm pointing out some of the bad spots, but overwhelmingly people are going to work and they're going to school or they're retired. Um, police officers don't see good people a lot. We see bad people a lot. Yeah. And that's what I try to teach the young guys. All you're seeing is negative, negative, negative. And then you could make a general assumption that everyone's negative, And that's not true. The overwhelming majority of people in Inglewood are awesome. That was a lot to unpack. I'll put it this way. My personal experience with Chicago Police Department is I have two relatives who are cops. My uncle and my aunt are both in the Chicago Police Department. Uh, I think they've both passed. Uh, and, you know, I have gotten pulled over growing up twice on the South Side. I was in the wrong both times. And I, both times I just talked to the cop and did not get a ticket. And so that was my experience because the dude seemed like he was from my neighborhood. You know, he seemed like somebody I grew up with. And we just had a conversation. He's like, what are you doing, man? God damn, you ain't see that stop sign? You know, like we were talking. And again, so I know that perhaps for him, it's nice to encounter a kid like me, too, who is really a kid who isn't up to trouble, just right. you know, driving stupidly. And I think there is the intelligence and the difficulties that the police officers, particularly on the South Side, have to have that you only get from experience. You have to be able to identify the kids who are being kids from the kids who are doing too much. It's really a tough gig. Uh, but, you know, to hear that there are folk like Steven out that's, there doing it. That's actually a really good point because I know just recently I, w- I too, was in the wrong and uh, I got pulled over and I, you know, I said, you know, it's my bad. And I, and I talked very calmly to the cop. And, and I, and I, you still and got a ticket anyway, right? I, I can't speak on pending legal issues. You're going to do some time for that one. <laughs> Shoot right now. <laughs> All right. So we're, <laughs> Diallo won't be here for the next week's segment. He's it was nice do, knowing you guys. He's got to do what the kids call a bid. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. We're back. And heading back to Inglewood. Uh, but this time, we're going to get a different take because, you know, oftentimes when you see Inglewood in the news, it's just about things that we're not proud of. There's something happened. There's been an incident involving a weapon or, or there's poverty. Kelly Howard was uh, actually eager to talk to some Inglewood residents to get their feelings about their community. So she went to this thing called So Fresh Saturday. Yeah, it's basically a party in the park for all ages during the summer, this community. A group called Rage, R-A-G-E, Inglewood. They throw a party every month at a different park in the neighborhood. (laughs) Uh, They'll have food, music, resources on different programs for kids, all types of stuff. And not just any food. Uh, If there's a party or a happening Mm -hmm. Going on, which totally feels like correct English, is that it happened and happening <laughs> at the park on the south side? I guarantee you, someone there is selling pickles, chips, and uh, snowballs. Or when I was growing up, <laughs> the, 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 the pickle- breakfast of childhood champions. When I was growing up, the pickles you put a little uh, peppermint stick in the middle of them. 
And you put a pipple in the peppermint. <laughs> and then you keep a little bag around to catch the pipple peppermint, pipple, pickle peppermint juice, uh, which I should not have attempted to say. <laughs> uh, we're going to hand it back to Kelly at Hermitage Park on 58th and Wood. Still a few miles from where the Obamas lived. Now you're learning. Selling snowballs, flaming hots, and Doritos. Hey, y'all, it's Kelly Howard, and I am back in Inglewood, and I am really, really excited to talk about this So Fresh Saturdays that's going on on 59th and Wood right now. And these are community people at this park right now. And I'm excited to talk to them and to see what their take is on this community and how they feel about their own community. We got all these tables set up, these colorful shirts, so these must be vendors. Hi, how are you? First of all, do I know you? Yes. Okay, yes, yes. We went to high school together. That's what I I was telling, I was like, I think I know her. I was like, I want to interview this lady, but I also think I know her. (laughs) How are you? Such a Chicago moment. (laughs) It's all about high school. It is, really. (laughs) High school is your identity, man. My name is Michelle Okanard. Uh, my company is MCO Designs, actually housed in Inglewood. I would love to know how you would describe Inglewood in three words. Beautiful. Okay. Powerful. Wow. And underutilized. Underutilized. That is a good one. Please expand on what you mean by underutilized. I just feel like there's so many riches in the community. There's so many people that are talented, so many talented organizations that really have a heart and are in the trenches for the residents of Inglewood. Um, But it goes overlooked. It goes overlooked by politicians. It goes overlooked by the media. You can come out of your doors. You can come and enjoy your neighborhood without having to worry about your protection or your safety. Question, if you had to describe Inglewood in three words, what would those three words be? Struggle, peace, anger. Anger? Mm-hmm. Struggle, peace, and anger. Wow. Those are My name is Marquise words. Williams, and I was born and raised in Inglewood. Is there any particular reason why you put it in that order? Because there's always peace for someone to find. You got to go to the right place. Everybody can get along at like certain points of times and just be ourselves and chill. So very similar to what's happening out here so for a Saturday right now. It's just people hanging, yeah. being together. Yes. And you like those parts yes. of, of Inglewood. Yes. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. So what's next for you? What do you plan on doing? I got a job, and I'm trying to just move on with that and just be successful in life. And get out of Inglewood. I ain't going to lie. You want to get out of Inglewood? You don't see it changing anytime soon? I don't know. It's been the same since I was born, so... I don't think so. Have you lost any friends to the violence in? Yeah, like you have? three. Oh, really? Yeah. And two of them got shot. So you've lost three, and then you have two friends that's been injured. Yeah. So five total. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Give me a hug. Mm-hmm. Give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Have you lived in Inglewood your whole life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yep. many years is that? Since they've been here since the sixties. Oh wow! This house right here. Mm-hmm. Who still lives here? My uncle. We don't stay that long over here because they always shoot on those tracks over there. Oh, the the, the train tracks behind you? Yeah, here? they shoot off those tracks. You see this bullet hole right there? Oh so wow! I saw that like a week or two ago. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 
that's scary because that is literally yeah, that is like sit. that is like three feet off of your window. Like yep, it could have went. We sit on this. Have you lost anybody to the violence in Inglewood? Yeah, I lost a lot of friends. To too many names. I lost a lot of people. Yeah, from when I was in grammar school. I've been going to funerals for since I was in grammar school. My name is Tiara Young. We've been here since about 1965. Love, community, and resilience. Resilience, I like that. Yeah. I like that, I see that. even though we go through a lot, we still all come together. And I see like a lot of people that I grew up with and we still speak to each other, we hug each other because we miss each other. And everything gonna get better. We keep thinking positive, have positive energy. Now the first word you used to describe Inglewood was love. Yeah, because I love, I love my neighborhood. What do you love about your neighborhood? What is it that? I don't know. I can go anywhere in the world, and I come back here, and I feel like I'm at home. Go some, and I go to Bronzeville, Hat Park, and it's not my home. Summertime this is my home. Yeah. Welcome to Chicago, baby. Okay, y'all, I am standing up here on what is called the Inglewood Trail, and I can see everything from up here, and it is beautiful. I'm talking about a mile long of just grass and just trees, and, you know, I'm just looking at the difference in what I thought Inglewood was and what Inglewood actually is. I'm seeing older people, younger people, talented people, poets, musicians. It's just really, really cool to see so many people walking around unapologetically. They're just free. What I love most about it is easy. My grandmother, she's still okay. here. My grandmother is still her, her property's here. Her garden is here. We, she was telling me, I got cucumbers, I got tomatoes. Oh, I that's got, so amazing. She got okra, like she is. So it's my grandmother and her garden. That's my favorite thing about it. Grandma got okra in her garden. That is definitely <laughs> an old ass vegetable right there. That is an old person vegetable. Who grows okra? <laughs> I love it. Well, there is one part of that story I don't co-sign. I don't, I'm not an okra fan. I can't even. Uh, it is an old person's. I, I mean, mean, like, nowadays, I feel like we're, sound good? We're, we're team asparagus, our generation. I feel like okra, like if somebody rolled it out. By the way, it's not that it's unhealthy. I just No, it's really good for you. It's, it's just, not often yeah. at the uh, Whole Foods hot bar, if you will. Something they give kids when the kids are young <laughs> and the kids go, never again. By the way, Inglewood has a Whole Foods now. It does have a Whole Foods. I also love when she was describing there are poets there. I think, again... People think I'm crazy when we tour and talk about our TV show. We go, no, Chicago has architects and, and astronomers on the south side. And you and always poets. say astronomers. Because I always, yeah, say always because I, I love astronomy. Who is this astronomer? It's me. But I will say again, you saw there the juxtaposition <laughs> of both difficult narratives and obviously people who've lost people, uh, and yet the love is there. What I heard is was really interesting for me growing up is like no matter what happens. People love to be outside in that city. Maybe because we spend six months a year you yeah. know, getting pummeled by snow totally. and rain. But, like, I don't care if there's been an incident. You go to any, you know, neighborhood at night, people are outside. They're talking to yeah. each other. They're, they're, You know, again, I've always said this. The best thing about the south side of the people, and I think you heard that, at least somebody in, in the report. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for this episode of South Side Stories. Thanks, well, thank uh, thanks Kelly. to Kelly and Stephen Boyd, man. Love you, brother. We'll see you next season. Take care, y'all. Got it from David and it go crazy. 
South Side Stories is a production of WBEZ Chicago and Comedy Central. I'm Diallo Riddle. And I'm Bashir Salahuddin. The producer is James Edwards, with production support from Bia Medius. The executive producers are Steve Raises and Kevin Dawson. Special thanks to Kellen Parker, Jeremy Westfall, Dara Frank, Michael Blyden, and Brendan Banizek. 